Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Hi, Kevin Cecil. Um, it's Esme. I just was reading about um, uh, the questionnaire that he sent out to the um, members of the energy department, and it's essentially outing people who believe in climate change and who went to the climate change conferences. And the, the questionnaire also asked, like, who are the highest paid people in the department? And it just seems like a total witch hunt. And I'm just wondering, like, if this, I'm just so scared for this country. It just seems like, is he going to put in jail, you know, people who who believe things that he doesn't believe in or have them fired or... I mean, it's so scary. Okay, glory hole. Love you guys. Thanks. Hi, boys. This is Terry from Louisville. You know, I used to get annoyed that y'all talked about Kentucky being such a shithole. But this election, after voting this clown into office, this state actually is upset about losing Obamacare. You think they learn after Bevin? But no! This is a state that will vote against its own self-interest, then look back and go, oh no, another idiot wants to take the vote that we need to survive. I'm from Louisville, and at this point, I still succeed from the rest of Kentucky. Say whatever you want about it. Not my state. Hey guys, this is Jason in Madison, Wisconsin. I just wanted to chime in on shitting on uh, most of Illinois. Um, I moved to Wisconsin from Texas and driving up through most of Illinois, it's just corn. Every once in a while you see a soy patch, but I got excited to see Rockford. A sentence that should never, ever be said. Rockford just was not corn. Glory hole. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 331 of Cognitive Dissonance. You didn't do anything to fuck with me the whole intro. I just messing. With I mean, the, you, you I was, turned me down a little. I was messing. You, you, I was messing with the. You were working things. Yeah, you, it's it's this thing. I have no idea how any of do. those buzzers it, and slides and it's this fucking thing you do whistles. when you want a when you want a quality product, Tom. I know that you haven't done that with any aspect of your life no. yet. Yeah, that um, thing is as fucking mysterious as the clitoris over there. Like, <laughs> that's, I don't know. You're I like know. fucking twiddling at it and flipping it up and down just to see when it responds. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's talking about the mixer, folks. <laughs> He's just, just saying the thing over there the is the wiggly mixer. wobbler. Yeah. The, what, is, yeah. what is it over there? Yeah. I don't know. The slidey button machine. 
Whatever that is. What I don't even know what you use it for. I think you just I think you just have it to look cool. I think it's your fucking flux capacitor, it is. buddy. It's my it's, it's my like, whoop, whoop, whoop. I bought the thing with all the bits and pipes and buttons on it's it. It's the it's my Death Star control. <laughs> We're ready to fire, sir. Yeah, you, I mean, like, I, you know, I never really paid a whole lot of attention to this because I don't know how any of it, it works or what the machines are. But I do notice you have a lot of buttons and things mm-hmm. in front of you. I do. Does that make you feel like a big man? Do you feel important <laughs> sitting over there with your controls I do feel, and your I keys feel, to the kingdom? I feel very important. <laughs> I feel. I feel. I feel podcast. Important. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very important Which is at all. To say. We're now accepting donations of Patreon. <laughs> Do you feel as important as Donald Trump when he walks out of an elevator? I did you see the video of I him? I didn't see this, no. He he the guy is such a fucking unabashed narcissist. He walks out of his elevator and to call the reporters to come to him, like like come to me, please. Like he walks out and just goes no shit. Claps his hands and they just fum, come fucking scurrying. Like, like, come running over to him. Like, <laughs> they all sound like, they all sound like Schmeagol. Yeah, they, it's, it's fucking, <laughs> where's my precious? He, Bring me your crazy. He is gold. He so. is. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, he's going to rule them all soon. Oh, oh, gosh. Someone throw him into Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can, I would not be surprised if he installed an Eye of Sauron above the uh, White House. Just, right? <gasps> right? He, he actually models it after the dollar and it's a pyramid <laughs> with the fucking right the the eye the illuminati eye can you imagine if he fucking spray painted the white house like fucking gold or green or something it was just like i blinged it out i mean not on his first term but on his fifth or sixth term i think i could see him doing he's that. gonna lose his fight fifth or sixth <laughs> term <laughs> oh canada <laughs> And I don't know the rest of that song. <laughs> Does Australia have a national anthem? I don't know. I don't know. And they're like, get the fucking spider off me. I think that's their, that's their national anthem. <laughs> they're yeah. already dead before they can get that yeah. phrase out. Yeah. That's yeah. Can you, you know, he, he, that guy is going to become such more of a narcissist. Like you take a narcissist, right? You take somebody who's just unabashedly, genuinely, crazily self-important. And then you give him literally all of the power. That's the worst thing you could do to this guy. He is going to be, he's going to have a grill. Like, by, by fucking March, well, no, he's going to have a fucking grill and a giant Flava Flav Defcon clock. <laughs> he's going <laughs> <laughs> to so like, on the 11th hour. <laughs> well, you know, he's not going to have a grill, but he almost certainly will mandate it for certain states. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be like, you're... Here's your South Carolina grill. Yeah. And just like walk around like... I'm an attorney. Like I don't want that. I don't want this at all. He, he shows up. He shows up to these huge. We'll make the venues. Mexicans build it. He shows up to these huge venues. He's like, "All right, all you motherfuckers, smile at me. Smile at me. I want to see that gold." He like points to the guys, like shine a light on their beautiful teeth. Reflect it back to me. God, it's gonna be like fucking building like the Archimedes death ray of people's teeth, just lighting them up, <laughs> shining into the ocean. That's how I want to go, actually. Blasted by an Archimedes death ray made out of forced grill teeth? Yes, that sounds like... Yeah, me too, actually. (laughs) I had that dream last night. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life.
So this story comes from uh, the Diane Reem show, actually, which uh, is broadcast on NPR. And this is how journalists are rethinking their role under a Trump presidency, which they soon won't have one except for from the cages he puts them in, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say before we started, I'm glad they recorded it before she died. Yeah. Because it sounds oh, like she's, she's going to die. during it? I, yeah. It sounds like, I mean, this sounds like, this sounds like grandma's calling from the grave. I have never heard a horde. Horde. I've never heard anybody sound this old. Her voice sounds like thin paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like her voice has floppy arms. She sounds like, <laughs> like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> she sounds, yeah, actually, you're right yeah. on. Yeah, she's right, you're right on. But the, the crazy, the fucking, the thing that, I mean, just lit me up, Cecil, lit me up when I heard this, yeah. comes from Scotty Nell Hughes. Now, Scotty Nell Hughes is the um, editor from RedAlerts.com. She's also a contributor from CNN. And I, I don't even want to summarize what she says. It is so jaw-droppingly insane and genuinely upsetting that before the show, I was kind of freaking out a little bit, yeah, man. Yeah. I was kind of still freaking out a little bit about yeah, this. No. So let's let's go ahead and play this. It has it has freak out fucking potential for sure. So let's play this. Like Tom said, this is from NPR W A M U. I edit it slightly. Uh, because there is a part where they, they sort of talk about something that we're not hearing. What do you make of that? Well, I think it's also an idea of, of, of an opinion. And then that's, on one hand, I hear half the media saying that these are lies. But on the other half, there are many people that go, no, it's true. And so one thing that has been interesting this entire campaign season to watch is that people that say facts are facts, they're not really facts. Everybody has a way. It's kind of like looking at ratings or looking at a glass of half full water. Everybody has a way of interpreting them to be the truth or not truth. There, there's no such thing, unfortunately, more a fact. There's no such thing, unfortunately, anymore as facts. Because it's all spin? Because it's all subjective. This is the ultimate relativism, right? You know what's so crazy about this? I was thinking about this on my drive up. What's so crazy about this is... So much of the right has pushed back against, you know, this sort of uh, boogeyman of postmodern relativism, this boogeyman of uh, subjectivism, right? right? Right. This is ultimate subjectivism. This is the ultimate postmodern relativistic right. stand. There's, if there's no facts, then there's no way to objectively look at anything. You have taken the whole concept of, of knowledge itself as being... Uh, attainable and virtuous to attain. You've taken that concept and you've uprooted it in its entirety. And you said it's no longer even valuable because it's no longer even possible. Well, don't these, aren't these the same people who believe in like ultimate truth? That's what I mean is yes, they believe in ultimate truth and they despise postmodern relativism, right? Even though I think a lot of times they don't understand what it means. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right? And they, but they throw that shit out sure. there like a boogeyman. Yeah, they're right? just Without, like, what is that, a vaccine? They're like, right. They're like, yeah. I've never read Derrida, whatever. I don't know. They don't fucking what, shit about is shit. Is that what they splice in a corn right. to make it resistant to weeds? Exactly, is that right? How this works? They don't know shit about shit, but they know the word and they feel like vaguely uncomfortable with yeah. it. So, and then on the in the same fucking breath, in the same breath, the same group of people now claims, truly claims that facts aren't facts, that there's no such thing as facts. That, that it's, it's all just, spin. That it that and because it's all spin, that you know you just pick whichever right, one you but like. That, but that but you pick the one that's more much better than the thing that you like. But if we're saying liked. that, like if it's all spin. All spin means that you have to start from somewhere. Like there's, you know, when I think of spin, I think there's a center and yep. then you spun it from there, right? You yep, spun right. it. So now I'm on these fringy outsides. I'm not yep, really sure. Right. 
But there's there's got to be a point of contact where it meets everybody's spin. And so Mr. Trump's tweet amongst a certain crowd, a large, uh, a large, large part of the population are truth. When he says that millions of people illegally voted, he has some facts in his in amongst him and his supporters. And people believe they have facts to back that up. Wait, did she started to say he has facts and then she bails on it? He is supporters believe that they yeah. have facts because she starts yeah. to say facts. Yep, right. And then she's fast because they're not real. Yeah. And then she punts. Right. And she says, well, the supporters believe that they have facts because what what's important right now is not whether something is, but whether you believe that something is right. This is that post fact world, yeah. the post rational world that we're that we're entering into that makes me want to kill myself. You know, do you remember the fucking RNC this year? Mm-hmm. Where they kept on saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, yeah. I believe. But they never really said, like, these things are real. Instead, they yeah. would just say, I believe, I believe. This feels like an extension of that. This feels like an extension of that message, which is, if you don't have the truth, just tell them you believe the opposite. And they'll eventually have some sort of empathy for you because you believe it. And what what they what they're, Yeah, I agree. And they're, and they're driving at this idea that believing things and we've talked about this yeah. but like we're taking that idea that belief equals truth right which has always been a religious idea right that's been a religious concept if you believe something you have faith in it then it's true and that's that's how you get to truth if you start from belief and and then you build a faith model around that and then your truths just just you know fall into place after the fact this is an extension of the faith model into the the proper world into the world of Facts and figures and baseball bats and people that walk around and do stuff, you know, not just like a crazy ye oldie mythology. It's one thing when it's like, this is what I think happens when we die. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It literally doesn't make any difference. Maybe it motivates well, your thinking does, and reasoning, does, right? But, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're talking about deciding whether something happened. To like like quantifiably, like did illegal did two million illegal immigrants vote in this last election? There's a number. There's a people. This is a this is a this is a claim that is testable. It's a knowable. It's a knowable, quantifiable thing. And she is saying out loud that it literally doesn't matter. As it makes no someone, difference as long as, as enough people believe it happened. As long as enough people have have facts that they believe. Right. It's not even. It's because because now she's now she's not she's backpedaling on the fact that there's facts. Instead, she's saying that there's there's things out there that you believe, and those are the facts. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. That she's she's that, shifting instead yeah. of saying there's no facts. No, there are facts, but they are what you believe harder. Yeah, well, that that, that and that's that's the thing, right? Like the belief makes it a fact. Yeah. Oof. Those that do not like Mr. Trump, they say that those are lies, and there's no facts to back it up. All right, so let, it, uh, let's go to Glenn Thrush and let him come in. Uh, first, I got to pick my uh, my jaw up off the floor here. Yeah, no right? shit, right? Me too. Thank goodness somebody said it. What I the know. fuck? Um, there are no objective facts. I mean, that is that is an absolutely uh, outrageous assertion. Of course there are facts. There is no widespread proof that three million people voted illegally. It's been checked over and over again. We had a Pew study that took place over 15 years that showed people had more uh, likelihood of being struck by lightning uh, than voting illegally in an election. Facts are facts. I'm sorry you don't like the facts, but the, and you are the one thing I think you got totally right. 
that PolitiFact would give you a completely true score on is we definitely need to start responding to this. And James Bell. Oh, so, so I, th- I think. Okay, that- hold, on, hold on one second. Let me respond back sure. to Glenn first. Go I'm ahead. Now that I know that, that Glenn is listening, um, actually, what you said was wrong. Uh, let's look at it. 2014 electoral studies. The journal showed that in 08 and 2010, illegal immigrants were higher. Well, higher what? What does it even mean? No, she starts to say something and then she just, she just gives stops. up. It, it, a, a thing showed they were higher. Hot. Like like taller? Yeah. Like they've like they're just standing on a they were in ladder. Colorado. What does that mean? They're just it's just higher. They're they just went to the mar- stoned, medical marijuana right? place earlier. The illegal immigrants are higher, and then she stops and just bails Nobody on the whole thing. Nobody hires illegal immigrants. Come on. <laughs> From the Home Depot, you do. <laughs> and this was done by four. Pro- these were the, our illegals were immig- were actually voting in it. These well, were done. Well, can by you give me the number? Just in, Old yeah, Dominion, as many as two point eight million. That these these four professors at Old Dominion and George Mason came out and proved and said two point eight. I'm glad four professors. Four, right. And and first off, I don't even know if that's true. But four professors, four unnamed professors. Yeah. Here, watch, watch me do the same thing. You know what, Cecil? Three professors from Yale. One said, "I have a 14 inch cock." It doesn't give me a 14 inch cock. I just said a thing. It didn't change anything. I'm still Irish. <laughs> It's still an innie. <laughs> Pew Research poll, poll, that same poll you cited, actually 53% of Democrats at the at Democratic Party support letting illegals vote. That has nothing to do with whether or not One, illegals did vote. If they were yeah. supporting whether or not somebody's allowed to vote, would men make their vote legal? Yeah. Right? If we passed a law that allowed them to vote, then they would no longer be voting illegally. Yeah. They would have the law on their side to be able to vote. Also, we didn't do that, and that's still half of half, which means it's like 20% of the American population. And I still don't believe it. These are people that actually monitor those polls. So this is why, if anything, we should have stronger voter ID laws in all of these states to make sure that we don't have this type of conversation going. Red herring. It has nothing yeah, to do with the argument. Literally nothing to do with that's, what you're talking that's about. Just, it's, it's such a yeah. fucking sideways thing. Is the, the argument was whether or not there are knowable objective facts. The example that was given was whether or not two point however million people voted in this well, election, yeah. then she goes on to make a series of crazy assertions that literally have nothing to do with it except for that four professors said it's probably totes true. Yeah. And then she punts and tries to kick the ball into another fucking field. Well, she's talking about, you know, why do you care? Here's the thing. If there's no facts... Why do you care whether or not somebody has an ID? Yeah, what's the point? I mean, you can't yeah. prove anything anyway, yeah. right? There's literally no way that you can prove. If there's no facts, Tom, how am I supposed to believe that you're even a citizen? I don't know. There's literally no way to prove it. Maybe I'm a fucking dragon. If there's no facts, then fucking voter ID laws are useless because you can't prove anything. There's no fact. Gravity is useless. <laughs> What is happening? Why am I not floating? I know. Why am I not super rich? Because I want to be rich, and I believe I want to be rich. <laughs> All right. Because in many states, you can mail things in. Those work. So, yes, there is facts to back so up. In many states, you can mail things in. What things? Like a fucking road carcass you found? For even presuming that she's talking about ballots, am I supposed to think that there's just like... Like hordes, like millions of illegal immigrants standing by mailboxes every day. I wonder if they'll get their ballots today. <laughs> and then stealing it. And then the person who's expecting that ballot yeah. never says anything like, where's my ballot? And huh. then requests a new ballot. Yeah. It's the 
it's a crazy thing to think about. Or they just, they just, it's a secret ballot. So anybody can just send in a ballot. You don't even need your name on it. That's insane. Right? I just put, it's like a Scantron they send out randomly, randomly and anonymously. Without any, yeah. And then you could just get it back, right? That's, that's how they think voting works. These people are idiots, man. I don't know how any of this is working. Like, this is fucking not how it works. <laughs> so what I it, said and why Trump supporters believe it. You are wrong. Sir. It's often the more specific, quote, smaller issues where the fact issue is, is more dramatic. Donald Trump has said there were 20,000 people outside a certain hall. The fire marshal said the hall holds 3,000 people. Uh, he Again, he said he said it one day. The NFL asked me to move the dates of these debates. The NFL said, "What are you talking about? We've never contacted you." He said he gave uh, donations to these various charities. David Ferentol of the Post contacted hundreds of these charities. Said they'd never had had received it. So there are matters of opinion. I think that it was very revealing, uh, an important thing that that Skynell Hughes was saying, which is that there are no facts. I think it actually is an intended result of this campaign and and administration to think, well, really, there aren't any facts. It's all opinion, so we're going to sort of manipulate the things that, that, that we, we care about. I believe that the job for the media and civil society now is essentially to say there are such things as facts. So the line may be drawn here. Scott, fucking unbelievable. Uh, I mean, but the problem is, is that he didn't address the things that she just said. And so it sounds like she won those things, but she didn't win them because she just fucking just didn't. Like none of those things made any sense. I, I really think that there's a problem when the side of rationality comes back at you know, she is fired up. She's passionate, right? She's crazy as a shithouse rat, and she's dead-ass wrong on every point. But she's fired up, and she's passionate. And the other guy on the other side of this conversation is very reserved and very quiet and very logical, and he's easier to, he's easier to not listen to. Yeah, He's just easier to not listen to. And I don't think that our discourse should be screaming at each other, but it, it's, it's also the case that we are in a post intellectual world too right yeah. where where the the intellect isn't what's valued and it's not what's moving people and and if and if we respond to insanity with calm rational uh examinations yeah. Yeah. we're gonna lose yeah. we're gonna lose every time and i know we're gonna lose because we lost yeah because you keep we keep losing right trump keeps winning yeah keeps winning guys. we gotta yell back, like yeah. to some degree not all of us but some of us have to yell back yeah and be like that's literally a crazy thing to say yeah and somebody needs to be louder than that person Yes. Well, what's interesting, what he just said, all those people he mentioned are known biased, including Politico. The NFL? The NFL is biased? (laughs) See, that's good, though, right? right. So now Now what he's he's doing is he's saying, wait, no, fucking no. No. The NFL, like fucking the entire NFL organization can't be biased against fucking (laughs) Donald Trump. Those people, as soon as... As soon as Donald Trump got elected, they all ejaculated in their pants. <laughs> They're just like, oh, my God, we're going to be so fucking Rich. we don't have to pay right. any fucking taxes. Right. They're gonna, yeah. Actually, we're going to collect all the poor people's taxes. <laughs> That's how this works. Yeah. No kidding. Plus, like one of the other things that, that he mentions is literally hundreds of charities. And she's like, well, they're all biased. Literally hundreds of yeah, charities. All hundred charities are biased. And then, you know, like like when you when you look at it, you're like, OK, well, what about the fucking the three thousand versus twenty thousand thing, right? Yeah, what are you right. saying the, the thing, fire marshal is biased. biased. The fire marshal's like, mm, no, actually, actually, it is just a three and three thousand and twenty thousand is a big, big difference, it's right? Six it's not like two thirds like more. You could if you really tried fit twenty thousand people right? in there. <laughs> 
I mean, you could. It's not a nightclub in Chicago. If you had a wood chipper, you could. <laughs> but if you didn't, it would be real hard, right? The part, well, that's the question that you have to ask right now. These were private conversations that happened with the NFL. The NFL that came out and spoke about it, the person who did, was someone that we've proven has not been necessarily a Trump fan. We don't know the conversations that happened. So because they're not a Trump supporter, then when they came out to do their job, look, I got a job that I have to yeah. do, right? Like, it's not like somebody said, go out and tell somebody what you think personally. Yeah. They represent an organization. I've worked for religious organizations in the past. Right. And sometimes you have to just be a, a mouthpiece for that organization or do something that is religious. Not not you doing something, but at least create something that has a religious right. overtone. You have to do it because it's your fucking job. Yeah. And because, you know, I walk in as Cecil, but you know what? While I'm there, the money they're paying me is for me to be objective. Yep. Right. That's the problem, too, right, is that since there are no facts, since everything is subjective, she thinks that no one can can, can be operate objective. Yeah. In, a, in a way that does not have spin, right? So now she's poisoned herself into thinking that someone can't just walk through the world and be like, well, I can at least give you a fair shake. Nobody's going to ever give anybody a fair shake in this mindset because there's no facts. I've got to interpret everything. And when I've got to interpret everything, I've got I've to put a spin on it to let it out into the world. You know, the, the, the problem, too, is that she is suggesting that there is no evidence of absence, Right. So, so in other words, like, yeah, th this is an easily provable. These all these are easily provable claims. But Trump doesn't have to prove the claim, as long as nobody is asking for the evidence on the on that side of the equation. Then the people were saying, "Look, you said he gave you know money to hundreds of charities. This it's easy to know this. Yeah, you know, you call the charity. The charity has sure. the charity denies it. Okay, it's." Even if you're still like, well, that's somebody's word, and then you do it a hundred times, and it's still a hundred people's word individually against his. If there were evidence, you'd have a receipt. Yeah. Right? We donated money to the ACLU. We have a receipt. Yeah. That's it. There's evidence. I don't have to, I don't need anybody involved in the equation. There's no bias, right? I've got a fucking receipt from the ACLU saying we donated money to the goddamn ACLU. The problem is that they think you should be able to offer evidence. Of absence. Sure. He prove he didn't do it. Yeah. Prove prove he didn't do it. Well, all you have is somebody saying he didn't do it. Well, that's all you're ever gonna have if something didn't happen. Yeah. So you're the one making the claim, but they're they don't understand and they don't respect the burden of evidence, right? right? And right. that's and, and just like it was reported that the Secret Service uh, the media report the Secret Service came and talked to Mr. Trump about his comments regarding Hillary Clinton. That never happened. But yet the media doesn't say, we're sorry. We're sorry we made up that lie about you, Mr. Trump. Too cool, Quay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, like, yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, hey, remember that one time that, that somebody messed up? Well, I'm going to keep going back to that thing. Even again, I don't know if any of that's true because I, I didn't research right. this story. I don't know. But it wouldn't matter. But, but here's the thing. <clears throat> one, Clinton's not in the race anymore. There's no race. The race is run. He's doing his victory lap. If you don't fucking remember, he's traveling to all these fucking Rust Belt shitholes. And still having rallies and still having rallies, yeah. guys. Yeah, because he so, needs to get jerked off. So all the he's time. he's still he is still the winner. He's the winner. So there's no reason to ever bring up Clinton or any of that stuff that happened in the past. You know what? What you're trying to do is say, oh well, one time in the past, someone messed up on a story, and so now we have the now we can mess up on stories every single time. Right. Well, no, 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 it's not, a, it's not, it's not yeah. journalistic integrity when they did it. And it's certainly not when you do it. But, but the whole the whole idea of journalistic integrity has taken a fucking shit. Everything feels editorial. Her whole 
her whole stance is that everything's an editorial. I think that that's that's yeah. her that's her whole stance here is everything is an editorial. There's no such thing as unbiased information. <sighs> So if everything is biased, then you just pick the one you like best. That's the problem with this, is we, we've somehow gone as journalists from stopping reporting the who, what, where, the facts, and we've mixed in our own opinions of why. I'm sorry, this is my favorite, because when you listen to what she says here, and I don't know if this is in the part that you edited, but later when she talks about her own journalism... She's an opinion journalist. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, I, there are some that still do that. But unfortunately, people like Fahrenheit, who you actually pointed out, they feel like putting their interjecting their own opinion into it. So any facts that they might be able to report, nobody believes because we, he's interlaced his opinion in right. other places. Okay. And Margaret Sullivan, you'd like to say something. Margaret Sullivan, would you like some more pie, dear? <laughs> And again, she's back to belief. It's like, yep. na- she's like, well, nobody believes it. That doesn't make it more or less yeah. true. Doesn't, does right? nothing. Two does plus two nothing. is four, even if no one thinks it's four. Yep. Yes, Scotty, now, with due respect, if you identify as a journalist, uh, you cannot uh, also be saying there are no facts. At least somebody calls her out at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, you've got to. Yeah. You've got to. That shit is insane. And I think that that shit is. More rather than less at yeah. this point. I think that that is a more common train of thought than a less common train of thought. Because I want to treat you like I want to be treated. I'm not the devil. I'm the opposite of that. So the story is from uh, Right Wing Watch. Alex Jones defends Pizzagate truthers after conspiracy theory leads to armed attack. So this is fucking nuts. Uh, Cecil, you did a lot of research. Why don't you actually give us some, some I background didn't, on I this? I didn't do a ton of research, but he's going to talk about a lot of terms throughout this entire piece. And he's going to talk about the Podesta emails, which is uh, the, the WikiLeaks emails that came out. They're in a database. You can search terms. So when he says these terms are in here, I did searches. So I will tell you my mm-hmm. findings as we move through this. Um on what he's talking about when he's saying just search for it. I did. I did exactly what he said. He tells the audience to go do this research. I did do this research. So let's listen to Alex Jones uh, sing uh, Bing Crosby's favorite hit, uh, Pizzagate. <laughs> it's because he's standing in front it's of a Christmas a, tree. He's here. just like a crooner. <laughs> it's a Pizzagate. Pizzagate. I don't know what is next. Pizzagate. <laughs> You just come out and say, these crazy fake news people, why they say that, you know, there's a dungeon at this uh, pizza place, and as you can see, there's no dungeon here. When you know good and well, it's Podesta putting out emails about, look at my dungeon, or I'm in the dungeon right now, or, you know. So, Tom, I'm at WikiLeaks right now. Okay. The Podesta emails, this is what he was referring to, right? Right. So the Podesta emails, hold on a second, Podesta emails um, is... is, uh, uh, a series of emails um, involving Hillary Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta. Podesta is a long-term associate of the Clintons. Was Bill, uh, President Bill Clinton's chief of staff from 1998 until 2001. Mr. Podesta also owns the Podesta Group with his brother Tony, a major lobbying firm, and is the chair of the Center for American Progress. So if anybody is wondering where this kind of stems from, yeah. that's where it stems from. So this is what he's talking about. I'm, I just typed in, done. Three results. Okay. So first one's from Debate Night in Houston. So let's let's read it in context. So for so, years, President Obama and the progressives who support him have classified the prison at Guantanamo Bay, <sighs> where the United States has housed the world's most dangerous terrorists and enemy combatants for nearly two decades as a medieval dungeon. Okay. okay. That's it. That's it. No, that's All it. Right. I mean, it's that's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. It's talking about Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. 
I can't imagine that they're using dungeon metaphorically there. It's the least sexy dungeon possible. Okay, let's find the next one. Uh, frustrated by being required to find his way to a private dungeon to read the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, Rand Paul <laughs> said Monday he is a no vote on a provision. That's yeah. that's from a, that's from a, a, a an article that they're quoting and sending to each yeah. other. Okay, so again, that's the second uh, instance of instance. the word dungeon, and the third and last instance. A this is again, yep. again, uh, this oh, is a, a this is a, a quote from an article that right. they are sending each other. This is an article that yep. the, a piece from an article. A Philadelphia woman got life in prison for locking mentally disabled people in a dungeon so that she could collect their disability benefits. Oh God, there's so many hot dogs coming. You know. Uh, I mean, it, it's in those emails. The hot dogs. So the hot dogs, he's hot referring dogs. to boys, boys to fuck. Yeah, boys to fuck. I did right. a search for that. There's two instances of hot dogs. All right. One of them refers to a stand. The other one refers to like um, a, a bat <clears throat> that somebody had. Like, uh, these are the most innocuous fucking emails you've ever read in your entire life. They're fucking boring. Yes. They're boring. Oh, Obama's getting 60 plus thousand dollars in hot dogs. I love those scrumptious, delicious hot dogs. Oh, I can't wait to get a hot dog myself. Oh, oh, will there be, will there be, what type of sauce will be on the hot? I mean, you know. Nobody said that. Right. He just made, he's just making he made this up. that up. Yeah. That is not in there. He's just making it up. Like I could see, look, here's the thing. If somebody was just, if somebody was just speaking explicitly and just replacing one noun with obviously with another noun, like. I'm gonna fuck you in the hot dog, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like, Come gonna, on, yeah. I am gonna. I I can't wait to get my my hands on that hot dog. I'm just gonna take all the clothes off that hot dog. Right. And I'm just gonna. I'm gonna tie that hot dog down into my dungeon, and I'm gonna rape that hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. Like, you'll like, be like, you're okay. Like, clearly, hot dog means something. Else, I'm not right? Because I normally just use mustard. Like, <laughs> that's it. I'm kind of just a, you know, I'm a purist. Maybe a crack of pepper on there, but that's about it. it it's these are these no are, ketchup, right. motherfucker. No ketchup. That is. Anyone who puts ketchup on the hot dogs is a fucking communist. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And the thing is, is like, I think I'm looking in the right place. Please, if if you guys found these emails somewhere, I don't want to be wrong about this, yeah. right? So, like, if Alex Jones is somehow right about this, Whoa, please let me know. But I searched through this, and I didn't find it. Now, if you say, oh, well, it's not in those emails. He messed up. It's not in the Podesta emails. It's in the fucking Dirty Dungeon emails or whatever. I want to see Fine. those. Show me I, the I emails. I want to see it. Right. But I haven't, like, I did some searching today, and I did not find it in the Podesta emails, which is what he's, he is currently yeah. referring but to. Here's why I can pretty much guarantee they don't exist if they existed he would have them up on his screen and he would be showing to them to you on his screen and he wouldn't be standing in front of a goddamn christmas tree if i saw if i had a computer screen full of these emails and i knew these words meant this i would put them on the screen if they were explicit and obvious like if somebody said i'm gonna pay sixty thousand dollars for a hot dog it's clear you're not talking about a hot dog right so I would put that shit up on the fucking big board, and you'd be able to look at it while I'm looking sure. at it. That's how you would fucking demonstrate this information. You wouldn't just fucking growl at the camera, which is all he's going to do. He's going to mean mug at the camera. And then you go to the FBI's own pedophile breakdown of code words they use. I didn't know this stuff. And I'm sitting there reading this, and I'm just like, what the hell? You know, the Internet has popularized all these weird sexual fetishes. So I've learned all these horrible terms, you know, like uh, upper decker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he doesn't even know. The guy is so clueless that he, he's, he's like, I've learned all these horrible sexual terms like upper decker. That's a prank. Yeah, there's literally nothing sexual about uh, it. If you get turned uh, on by, by an, an upper, upper decker, decker, 
then you're into some scat play. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's yeah. a fucking, that's some varsity level shit. Yeah, like, it is. Mm. That's some. I love it. He's so, he demonstrates his own cluelessness in that sentence. Like, I know some weird stuff about sex too. Did you know some people put it in their mouth? <laughs> 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 and then they hum the national anthem. <laughs> Those filthy rabbits. What's <laughs> nothing to do with sex at all? That's actually the best foreplay. <laughs> You're having it's a- nothing that gets me up. Actually, before before I have sex with my wife, I'm like, can you go do an upper deck? Or that, <laughs> it just think? it tunes me up. It just tunes me up. I just want to think about you balancing precariously <laughs> over an area of the bowl. You can't even put your cheeks on because you'll break. break. I want you to kind of what I want you to be doing is like a wall sit on the top of the bucket bowl, that and then I want you to abs. pinch a loaf out of there at the same time because that just makes it just fucking it just fills my balls with semen. When you do that. I knew you were coming, so I shat my toilet top. <laughs> what? You know, you what? have a really nice dinner, and You're then right. she goes to the bathroom <laughs> afterward, and she comes and says, do you do an upper decker just for me? <laughs> Every it's kiss like, begins with upper decker. <laughs> what? That's not a like song. Normally, other people get her flowers. <laughs> you just drop the deuce in the right? top, dude. It's like, it's like, I got candles, and I pooped in the top of the toilet. <laughs> Maybe a little massage oil. Then I shit your shoes. <laughs> I'm actually shit in all of your things. <laughs> I just, I, you can't I've leave been, here without my scent. I've been, I've been saving it for a week. I just have little baggies of poop. I just, I ate cheese all week just so I could pack the musket and then just release. At the end of the- <laughs> An upper decker. How do you sexualize that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's don't so know. funny. It's so <laughs> yeah, these crazy people with their pooping in the toilet. Yeah, it's man. like it's like you unleash like a white Bill Cosby, like with your pooping in the toilets. Uh, I'm with it. I'm hip. <laughs> people crap on the top of a toilet just to be mean to the next person that comes in. You know, in the water container. uh, That abused my mind. I'm sorry I'm even spreading that, but that's one of the more innocuous ones. It's not one. It's not even one of them. It's not not even on the list of one. You haven't named one. Your list has zero on it. It has not one thing on your list. Take your list. Crumble it into a ball, <laughs> throw it away, get a new list. Actually, no, crumble it into a ball and then fuck it, and then you'll have one. And then you'll have one. Okay. Well, now since I read these WikiLeaks, it's 50 times worse than what I knew before. I didn't know anything. You, know, you didn't know anything? Like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like when somebody watches, you know, a, a movie that is clearly, you know, complete fiction, and they're like, oh, my God, it's just... I had no idea there was a candy man. Right. And now there's a candy man. And now I know if I walk into the bathroom and I say, like, I sing a fucking Bloody Mary song or whatever in the fucking mirror, candy man's going to come out. And I'm afraid every time. Right. I'm afraid every time I walk into the bathroom. Yeah. And you're like, fucking, it's all made up, man. Like, if fucking some dude wrote it on 4chan <laughs> to pull a bunch of fucking credulous dipshits and you guys bought it. Like, you fucking bought it. Crazy sexual stuff till I was in college. 
And when I say crazy sexual stuff, I mean mild stuff, folks. Mild. Well, that just means you're sheltered. I, Who cares? Uh, right. Like, I didn't. Nobody would let me touch their vagina until I was in my late 20s. Okay, well, you know, I don't know what to That's tell you. Great. Well, you look like a fucking rotting apple, so probably I can just, see why. Probably just because you yelled at everybody the whole time. <laughs> it's because he was shitting in the wrong part of the toilet. <laughs> Mild. And now I had to read thousands of pages of these things and so did my reporters. I've forgotten more in the last month than I knew sexually my entire 40, 42 years before that. What's the sexual parts of these emails? Name like, them. Like, here's the thing. What are you like, talking like, about? I, I looked at the terms you said, and then I found another article that lists some of these emails as if they're incriminating emails, and they're the most innocuous emails I've ever seen. I just found a fake news article that said, like, yeah. like here's some fucking... Here's them talking about pizza, and here's them talking about sauce and cheese, and here's them talking about... A, a box of cheeses that someone was sent and they're saying oh see these are they're talking about little kids and you're like no they're fucking talking about a box of cheese man <laughs> and they're not and they're not comfortable having conversations where hey thanks for giving me that like little blonde kid that i fucked in the ass the other day tom i really appreciate you giving me that seven-year-old to fuck instead of doing that face-to-face -face, i gotta communicate that over email right, like if you're gonna give me the kid <coughs> can't i just tell you in fucking person be like hey man thanks for hooking me up with that fucking four-year-old like, why do I have to tell you over email? Why do you even communicate via email? Have they ever seen The Wire? Get some burners, motherfucker. Jesus, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, like, okay, well, you know, if I'm going to communicate in code, great. Why do I have to do it in a written code that someone can hack? But, I mean, seriously, the worst code. The worst thing to do would be to write in an email exchange. Why would you ever do anything in writing that you could do that, that's horrifying like this these are people who fucking fly in private jets man it's right. not like it's not like this would be a hard thing to do in person no, seriously just fucking buy a burner or buy a burner right buy yeah. a burner nobody's gonna hear it bring 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 i'd like to fuck that kid i'm also throwing this phone away because i said i was gonna fuck a kid on it <laughs> and then he throw the fucking phone away forever yeah because ah yeah. but still yeah well, you'll write it in an email. I'll call them pizza. Did they all have to get together? Yeah, and like, like what, come up they, with the secret did they code words. Vote on this. Did yeah, everybody right? say like, okay, well, are we going to use pizza? That's the other thing. It's like it's not like they're on the fucking deep web somewhere doing this. It's email. Yeah, just fucking regular old email. That's it. They're just a good yeah, right. like, it's not, email. Exactly. They're not like deep in the fucking fucking bowels like of the tubes like when you start thinking about this critically for any second any piece of it falls into fucking a million other pieces right. and you're just like none of it makes any sense at all i don't even know how you get this deep as deep as he's gotten i don't know how your brain gets that deep into it by being shallow yeah or by just wanting to share wanting and to, like yeah right, right? Yeah. share and like this story so that i get a bunch of fucking That's people right. to come That's here right. because yeah. you know what we're living in, a, in an age right now where people don't care about the facts where if you were to say that to people they'd be like oh really right. they said juicy and saucy in those emails and they meant little kids well fuck them and right. they're not even going to do any fucking work so well, you know I, this this story is just so frustrating and the reason why it's frustrating and the reason why Tom we sort of are really angry about it is because of what happened this last week. Yeah, so these this shit has effects, right? Like he just makes this up and then he goes through all these fucking crazy machinations to tell you how how much integrity he has and how honest he is and that he has this responsibility and when he does that People really listen. Like, you and I know Alex Jones is bullshit, yeah. right? Like, he screams about life extension technology. Like, he's yeah. clearly a crazy person. Upper-decker life extension technologies. But Edgar Welch didn't think so. Yeah. And Edgar Welch, his life is fucking ruined now. Yeah. His life is ruined. This is a guy 
who drove to that fucking pizza parlor because what he saw was some Infowars shit. And what he really thought was, oh my God, I live in a world where there's a fucking secret dungeon pedophile ring and it's in this fucking pizza place and nobody's stopping it. And he drove 350 miles with an assault rifle yeah. and he fucking busted in and he shot the assault rifle in the place. Now, nobody was hurt. Nobody was injured. But... Thankfully, first of all, nobody was hurt or injured. People could have easily been killed. The guy's got a fucking assault rifle, right? And now his life is over. Yeah. Like, this is like a... And that we read the fucking transcript of his interview. He seems like a stupid person. Like, I'm saying, like, he seems like a man of deeply low intellect and easily fooled, a credulous person, right? But he's a guy that can get a gun in America. Yeah. And he's a guy whose heart was motivated before his brain fact-checked anything. And that's the thing is, like, like when you read what this guy was talking about, you think... This guy seems like somebody who wanted to do good. Right, his he heart was motivated. He doesn't seem like a kind of guy who breaks into a place to like show somebody like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to fucking do this like dirty Harry. Instead it, the way it reads and I don't know the operation yeah. of this guy's mind. All I know is not. what he said after the fact and what he's talking to these these reporters about. But when he says when he talks to them, it sounds to me like he's saying, "You know what? I just wanted to help some kids. It really scared the shit out of me that there was kids in there and, you know, you had a great point. You were talking about Thomas and abortion and that and that that whole thing. Like yeah. if you really thought that 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 your neighbor was killing someone, would you just hang out? Would you just do nothing and just about be like, it? oh yeah, my, that's the house my neighbor lives yeah. in. He kills people, and of course you wouldn't. Yeah, of and the, course. And the same thing goes when when this guy's and you know we're talking about abortion. He was talking about Thomas was talking about abortion in the sense that like that's why people are motivated to stop it. Right. The same thing goes here. It's like if you if you found out like if you read all these sites, all these places point to it. Pizzagate, Pizzagate, Pizzagate. Hey guys, um, this you know that at this fucking comet ping pong in in uh, pizzeria, they're they're fucking molesting children. And it's it's absolutely happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening over and over and over again. And you thought nobody and you thought, was stopping. And you this. thought, and it, how gosh, evil is this? Shit? Nobody's doing anything. Well, I have the means. I have a car. I have an assault weapon. I have myself. I'm willing to put myself on the line to stop this from happening. Yeah. And then he finds out it's nothing. And now he's at the bottom of this article. He's just like, He's like, I regret how I handled the situation. Like, he's like, he's essentially saying my life is over. He's now. got kids. He's a twenty-eight-year guy, twenty-eight-year-old man with a couple of kids. Yeah, right. His heart was motivated before his head did the fact checking. Yeah, and so his life is fucking over. Thankfully, he didn't end anybody else's. Yeah, life, right, right, right. But you know, stop and think too. Like, who was the somebody owns this Comet Pizza place? That's just somebody's livelihood. Like, that's a guy who's with a, that's probably some guy with a mortgage and a car. And, like, it's just his restaurant and it's his livelihood. Maybe it was his passion. And now, are they still going to be in business? Yeah. I don't know. It's certainly not good for your business when armed people break into it with assault rifles. Yeah. And you get a reputation for housing a fucking pedophile dungeon. And you had nothing to do with any of it because it's all made up. Yeah. It's all just nonsense. None of it ever happened. But this is your business. And you started it with your fucking blood, sweat, and tears or whatever. Like, everybody else, you just, you just get singled out for no reason. Like... This is not consequence-free shit. Yeah. Like, if you want to break into some place and stop a bunch of pedophiles, knock on the door of a church. Tom. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about rubber dicks? Again? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a conversation we need to have every once in a while. I, I, we just had this conversation right before and after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation we keep having. We do. And the reason why is... Uh, 
Because you get one 50% off by going to adamandeve.com. No, it'll, and- it'll go 100% in. <laughs> but it's 50% off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, 50% is about as far as I can get them off, typically, yeah. without the rubber dick. <laughs> I got, I'm halfway there. I'm fucking all the way there. Yeah, I know, right. Spent. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go watch YouTube. Done and done. Here. Here. here, I bought this right. on adamandeve.com. This is, this Finish this, up. <laughs> I'm sweaty. This seems like a lot of work. <laughs> right now... If you type in glory at checkout, yep. you'll get uh, 50% off about almost it. any item. Almost any item. It's okay. not every item. There's a few there's, excluded there's, there's, there's items. There's excluded stuff, right. but about 50% off on anything. And then you'll also get free shipping. Yep. And they'll give you some free stuff. Yep. And all you have to do is type in glory at checkout. And who doesn't want to type in glory at checkout? You know, Cecil, I've taken to type in glory every time I check out somewhere. <laughs> Just to see what happens. I actually just grabbed the cashier and just screamed <laughs> glory in their face. The other thing, the other thing about this too is that it's it's reusable. Like a rubber dick, the glory is reusable. With proper you care. Can keep using it over and over and over again. Just think of glory like the lube. You put the lube in every single time you want to go deep. Literally wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but you can check them out at adamandeve.com. You can type in glory at checkout, get some free stuff. Have some fun. You know, at the same time, you're getting a little bit off and you're getting a lot a off. off. <laughs> so, Tom, uh, we are reading a book called The Biggest Secret by yes, David we Icke. Are. We are slowly working our way through it. We are now in chapter 17, yep. which is Secret Language. Secret Language. Secret Language. It's a shortish chapter. It's got some, uh, some interesting photos in it. Uh, what we do here is we read this book uh, week by week. Uh, we read a chapter a week, and uh, and we talk about the chapter, but we don't actually discuss the chapter in depth. What we do is we try to quiz each other on on this uh, on the on the content, and uh, and these quizzes are easy enough, so you don't even actually have to read the chapter. Yeah, right. to to get them no, right. And then at not. the end, I give a synopsis. So that's how this that's how this uh, segment's going to go. Tom, why don't you go first? All right, Cecil. According to this insane book of inanity, why do dates matter to the Brotherhood? Okay. A, because you only forget your evil fourth-dimensional lizard girlfriend's birthday once. (laughs) B, dates are numbers, and numbers are symbols. The lizard people use dates as a secret code to control the world and order off the secret menu at restaurants. (laughs) All of the upper decker. (laughs) Again, sir. Again. With a Rudy Tootie Fresh and (laughs) Fruit. Because... (laughs) Because different numerical values and dates represent different world leaders and their locations around the world. Broadcasting dates is really a secret treasure map of the location of the lizard people's evil layers. Or D, because dates represent energy flows and cycles. D. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Energy flows. Ener- what does it even mean? I don't know. Torches are symbolic of... Oh, Jesus. A... How fucking stupid you people are. <laughs> B. No, really. I mean, they put the fucking eternal torch on John Kennedy's grave. Could you be more fucking daft? C. I'm not kidding. The Statue of Liberty has a goddamn torch, for Christ's sakes. A fucking torch. D. Rockefeller Center. Olympics. Amico. Do I have to fucking keep spelling it out for you morons? <laughs> or E. All of the above. I believe it's E. All of the above. <laughs> there you Nailed go. it. There you go. That's exactly how this book is written. Cecil, what is the difference between the Illuminati and the Bavarian Illuminati? (laughs) One has gelatin. A, a delightful custard filling. (laughs) 
B, uh, rich velvety chocolate. <laughs> C, the Illuminati is the big spoon. The Bavaria Illuminati Aww, is the little spoon. That's adorable. D, the Illuminati infiltrated the Freemasons. <laughs> the Bavarian Illuminati put their custard elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's D. It's actually more C than it is. It's a combination. It's a little spoon? Big it's spoon? A, yeah, oh. because it's more much versus less much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tom, reptiles make great lovers because <laughs> A cold, cold hearts. <laughs> snakes are just prehensile phalluses. <laughs> B they use they use their obelisk to focus all the attention on one spot. <laughs> C they You're starting can, a fire, honey. <laughs> C they can lick their eyebrow. <laughs> or D, when you eat a live snake, it tastes like chocolate. And we all know chocolate <laughs> is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> I want to do over. Okay. I want to do over. It's B. It is B. <laughs> I don't want to know that. I don't want to even know that. You knew it though. All right, Cecil. What are obelisks and domes actually really probably? Okay. Definitely. Okay. A. Uh huh. These are really thought forms that attract and generate male and female energies. B. When an obelisk loves a dome very much, <laughs> it bigly much is a huge piece. Bigly much. <laughs> Love it. C. Together, the obelisk and dome are symbols of reptile, reptilian power that signal where the mothership should land once the plan finally comes to fruition. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. D. These are just shapes, man. <laughs> Come the fuck on. They are just fucking shapes. Now, in reality, it's D. Yes. But it's actually A. It is indeed book-wise. Okay. Tom, what's what's is the symbol of the owl doing in the nation's capital? Oh God! All right. A, keeping track of how many licks it takes to get to the center <laughs> of Tootsie Pop. <laughs> B, collecting WikiLeaks emails about what you want on your pizza. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> C, the owl is symbolic of Molark, the ancient <laughs> deity to which great. the children are sacrificed. You connect the dots. <laughs> D. It's not an all. It's an upside down torch. You <laughs> <laughs> it's C, but it's also D. Oh, I love it. Uh, See, so why are lions used as symbols? <laughs> a, because lions are just obviously big and strong and imposing. <laughs> and if you just fucking look at one and try to think of what it represents, it's just so obviously power. <laughs> look at a lion, for God's sake. <laughs> B. <laughs> Because lions are golden colored, and gold is the color oh. of the sun, and the reptiles came from <laughs> constellations, and constellations are stars, and stars are suns, so lions are symbols of the sun, which tells you, here there be reptiles. I like a bull. <laughs> C, because in prehistoric times, when the lizard people were out of the, clo out of the lizard closet and running amok, they rode lions into battle. <laughs> they missed that. Kind of like that shithead loser whose glory days were in high school. <laughs> Battle cats. <laughs> exactly. Fucking <laughs> like cringer. D, because lions roar totes super loud, just like lizards would if they could. It's a whole thing. I seriously have no idea what the answer is. It's the gold color. I just ran with the gold color. Oh, I color see. Okay. Thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you know? It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. Oh, God. All right. Last question. All right. The Brotherhood has a famous hand symbol. What is it? A, Brushing off your left shoulder with your right hand, also known as signaling the runner to steal third. <laughs> B, 
throwing up the horns, which is <laughs> which is how Bill Clinton ended his inaugural speech, <laughs> and how thousands of Motley Crue fans expect express their solidarity. I love it. See the upturned thumb popularized by the Fonz in Happy Days, he was clearly a Brotherhood member who took large doses of monoatomic gold as he could start and stop electronics at whim. I love it. D, holding your finger and your thumb up to your head in a mock gun and then signaling that that gun has gone off because in order to believe this shit, your brain has to be evacuated from your skull. I don't, it's the A. It is actually throwing up the horns. No. Yeah, throw it up. I missed that. Yeah, part. it says he, he says that if you throw it like Bill Clinton threw up the horns at the end of his thing. I just added the Motley Crue thing. I, I did. I must have missed that yeah, whole sentence. So. Probably because yeah. I was fucking having an aneurysm from reading this nonsense. All right. So it this whole chapter just deals with symbols and garbage, and it's it, it's just one thing leads to another. So I just want to read the synopsis very All quickly. Right. Diagonal streets, <laughs> pardon me, diagonal and straight streets always make diagonal and straight shapes when connected and viewed from overhead. Washington, D.C. has more upside-down pentagrams than a Slayer press release. 13 is a very symbolic number. Well, not 13 exactly, but 12 and 1, which is why so many buildings in this country uh, have a missing 13th floor. Or is it missing at all? Bum, bum, bum. So next time. I can't believe that was a synopsis of Chapter 18. No, that that was it, though. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But we just read something, and that was the synopsis. I feel stupider for having read this. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog over at Patheos. Christian homeschooling advocate. The only reason that math works is that Jesus created it. So this is insane. There, there, is, a, um, there, is, a, there is a math textbook, Cecil that is arguing that the reason that 2 plus 4 equals 6 is Jesus. Well, that makes sense, though. 2 plus 4 equals 6 because of Jesus, because there's four holes and two, two cross, like two sticks on the cross. There you go. Right? Is it, yeah, isn't that, it's the holy sixity. It's the... Holy sep- keep adding things tuplet, together. Six... Holy six and six sixities. Sixities. I don't think that's a thing. No. Let me let me actually read this. this yeah, is, sure. This, this is just delightfully insane. It kind of goes with the "we'll just make up reality as we go" oh, theme of this yeah. episode. No, this is good stuff. Why? Why what, Johnny? Why does two plus four equal six? Does it always equal six? Of course it does, Johnny. Why do you ask? Well, can it ever be something different, like seven on Monday and eleven on Christmas and thirty-nine on my birthday? No, Johnny, you're a fucking idiot. That's a genuinely stupid question. <laughs> it'll be it'll only be 39 on your birthday when you're real sad and 39. <laughs> yeah. No, of course not. Why not? With this question, this is the best. The teacher has just found herself in a tight spot. Like it or not, she's facing a question that by state law she is not permitted to answer honestly. What? It's not even by state law. Even following the crazy premise that it would be a violation of church and state to answer the question, that would not be a violation of state law. That would be a violation of federal law, the separation between church and state, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But wait, so, but wait no, but uh, in order to get there, yes. you have to presume that answering honestly means she would have to bring up religion. Well, we're going to get right? there. Right? Because, yes. because the, yeah. to As answer a, that honestly, you don't, you don't even need to talk about religion. No, you just need fingers. Yeah. You need six fingers. Yeah. You need, six total or, fingers. Or six, like marbles yeah, or something. You yeah. just need six yeah. units of sure. any yeah. any measure at all. 
So here's the explanation. The honest answer that she's not allowed to admit is that the only reason that math works is that Jesus created it from his mind of order and precision. Randomness and chance never produce predictable constancy of a- and accuracy. What does that even mean? And then they go down. Hold that, because it's crazier. And then we'll go back to it. It says, instead of evolution, as the author on the front cover of the math textbook, that designation rightfully belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, nobody writes, oh, who wrote my math book? Oh, dear, let's see. Written by evolution. <laughs> That's, what are you talking? Evolution's not a person who writes math books. <laughs> Evolution has nothing to do with math books. Bill Evolution. Right. <laughs> like, it's a, well, you're just like you're just throwing that in there just for the fucking sheer hell of it. Just for the sheer unadulterated hell Instead of it. Instead of evolution on the front. Okay, so the only reason math works is Jesus created it in his mind of order and precision, randomness and chance never. So are they saying because we live in an unpredictable universe, according to quote-unquote evolutionists, they can never achieve order like adding things together and getting an answer. I think the suggestion here is the fact that there is order. Because he said it says, the existence of mathematics is one of the strongest evidences for the existence of God. So the fact of order itself, that things are predictable, is evidence that Jesus made up math, which suggests to me that before Jesus... They didn't have math. The two plus four sometimes equaled something else. Jesus is only 2,000 and change years old. I know. How old is the abacus? That's what I mean. Like, before that, evidently, evidently before that, like, Noah came down. They're like, how many commandments do you have? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know how many. It was 10. Now it's three. I don't know. I added them up, and sometimes they get a different number. That's Moses. But also, Noah would have been like, I don't know how many two is. Right. How many is a two? I I don't know. How many is a seven ungulates or whatever you want on here? How big should this boat be? I don't know, 36 cubits. Today, what's a thirty-six? Right, I don't, I can't. I don't even know what that is. To this, it's just I don't math. I can't add. There's this no up. way. Bring me seven giraffes. I don't know how much that is yeah. today. I'm just gonna get some. Can <laughs> I just get some giraffes? And we'll hope it's seven. Why, why are they conflating Jesus and God, though? But it, even if they are, like it's just so patently insane. <laughs> no. It's not that it's not patently insane, but at least if it's God, it fits their timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they can't even be consistent about like their own like their own mythology. They're just like I think it was just I don't know who's the best one in that book. It's Jesus. Uh, that's Jesus. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to thank our most recent patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. Thank you all so very much for your patronage. We really do appreciate it. But we want to thank Timothy, Katie, Matthew, Sleazy P. Martini, Donovan, and Doomtooth. Thanks so much for your— Doomtooth is great. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do appreciate it. Um, it, it, it really does go a long way to making sure this show uh, happens. We have uh, overhead costs that, uh, that do cost us quite a bit of change. Uh, we want to thank uh, all the people who helped send us money to make sure this show keeps going. So uh, we want to talk briefly about our appearance on the David Smalley Podcastathon. We did have a very nice time on the Podcastathon. I thought we, Mr. We, Smalley did a nice job. Yeah. Uh, you know, for organizing such a big event for a little guy, he really did a, a really good job for that. We raised a ton of money. 
wound up raising at this point. Um, I know you can keep uh, donating, but at this point, um, they're at sixty three one thirty four. Uh, of that is about eight thousand dollars that happened during our hour. There was a match from uh, from Todd Stiefel during our yep. hour. Um, somebody when we jumped in, somebody donated two thousand dollars immediately, like right away. Boom, and done. we donated in turn to the ACLU this week. We donated two thousand yes, dollars based did. on that because we wanted to make sure that uh, that while we were there to help support Camp Quest by giving up our you know giving an hour and trying to help entertain and and trying to get people to donate, we also wanted to make sure that we 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 in, gave some incentive to some people to donate during our hour. And then we would help out something else that we thought was important. And the yep. ACLU this this upcoming years is going to be very uh, it's super important. important. Yeah. So we decided to donate a couple thousand dollars <clears throat> to them. And then uh, our hour wound up raising eight thousand dollars, so ten thousand dollars total to charity during our hour. And uh, and it was great. I mean, the people just it's gave, just so and awesome. it was and and the the community is just amazing. I mean, this is the Camp Quest and Camp Quest. Uh, if you listen to this broadcastathon podcastathon that was going on, there was just it was just so great to hear all the stories. And they called a bunch of campers, and you know, these are people who are looking to go have fun somewhere. And what was happening was they were forced to go to these like indoctrination camps, yeah like religious know? camps where they yeah. do this crazy like kidnapping or even if they don't they don't they don't have a lot of fun so they're just like okay kids we're just gonna tie yarn and nuts for four hours you know they just <laughs> right. don't have any kind of activities planned they have crappy facilities this is a way to send your kids to a quality thing and they will have a great time and they're fed and they're, you know, they have a, you know, they just, they just, it's just a great experience for these children. And some of the stuff that they were talking to these kids about is really important at that age. You're talking about death with some of these kids, like in a way that like these kids can really try to contend with because it's, it's a big deal for kids. Right. It is. And it's a big deal for kids, particularly secular yeah. kids that don't have a, a sort of pre-established worldview for what they're going to do and how this works. And yeah. to, to be able to go someplace and not be proselytized to, but let kids just go and be kids, like Seth yeah. was talking about. You know, like, it's just a place for kids to go and enjoy their summer and be kids and yeah. find community and and do those things that camp should really be about. So I was very excited. You know, I, I intend to at some point ship one of my kids off to Camp yeah. Quest and maybe awesome. even ask to have them back at the end. That I don't is, know. That is, I won't. Yeah. They may keep him. They are welcome to at least one of them. <laughs> He's. I will say this for David. He yeah. put on a hell of a hell of a uh, show this time. Worked his way around the clock again. Yes, he did. Sixty three thousand dollars is nothing to spit at. David Smalley, congratulations, my friend. That's a that lot is, of money. That is a lot, a lot of, of money. good in the world. And I know that he's not going to take the credit for it, and as well he shouldn't. All those people who donated time, donated money, you know, that, that falls on all their shoulders, but there needs to be an organizer and an organizing feature. And you were it, David, and you did yeah. a great job. It doesn't so, happen without him. It doesn't happen without you, yeah. buddy. Congratulations. Well done. No Illusions also raised a ton of money during his hour, yeah. $5,300 during his hour. That's less than our hour, though, right? It Just was. Just to double check? It was uh, significantly less. Oh, but... But checking. a lot of money raised during that hour. It just turns out there was, you know, just so much giving around the clock. And uh, and we can't thank everybody enough for for donating to this great cause. Speaking of the GAM crew and no illusions, we are going to be doing a live show. We are. The Very GAM exciting. Uh, the GAM crew are coming to Chicago and we are going to have. In January. Yeah. So there, Brave souls. What, what's cool is there's going to be a. VIP, which is already sold out, so you can't get That's VIP right. tickets, right? right? But the VIP, we're going to have dinner with people beforehand. Then we're going to go over and do our show. Then afterwards, we're going to go out for a drink. So if you're interested 
and hanging out, chilling. Um, we're going to be at the Red Lion afterwards, but we're going to be uh, doing the show. The tickets are still on sale right now. If you get the tickets, um, you can still buy general admission tickets. They are, uh, at this point, they're going fast. I don't, they're not completely sold out. You can get some tickets still, but you really should consider getting the yeah, tickets. Don't wait until January. Yeah. There will they, not be. They, they, this place is going to sell out. And, in my opinion, they'll probably be gone in about a week. Yeah, so I would, at this, rate? Yeah, at this yeah. rate, they're going to be gone in about a week. So if you have... If you have tickets, if you have if you have it in your mind that you want to come to January, come to Chicago in January, January thirteenth on a Friday, uh, check out this episode show notes. There's a link to tickets there. You can buy tickets and come on out. Um, we're going to be hanging out all weekend, and um, we're going to actually be hanging out. One of the things that's going to be weird is like, so we're going to be hanging out with Eli, Ugh. and Eli's a vegan. Right. Stop. And he's kind of like a hobbit, right? He's got to eat second breakfast and third breakfast and then first lunch. That's because none of lunch. it's food. And everywhere he goes, he's going to walk up and, you know, because he's a vegan, he'd be like, potato, <laughs> boil them, mash them, <laughs> stick them in a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to uh, to hanging out with those guys. Um, should be a great time. And we're also looking forward to uh, to doing the show. It's gonna be. I, I'm. I'm very excited. I think it's. It's a. It's a very nice theater. And really, Chicago in January. Oh, you can't go wrong. Well, so uh, we got a, a message uh, from Propanic, and he had said uh, he was talking about some of the social justice stuff we were talking about recently. And uh, and one of the things he says, which I thought was really interesting, he or she. It's, I can't tell whether it's a, a guy or a girl. Uh, it says. Uh, it really feels like the ideas don't matter anymore. Only who expresses them and how. And he says it goes for both it goes for all sides. By the way, I really do think you're right. I mean, yeah. for a long time, like there's been a cult of personality around PZ Myers. Whatever he says is is just gospel truth yeah. to some people. Um, some of the big feminists, the same things, the truth. Where it's just you know whatever Rebecca Watson says is gospel truth. Whatever. You know, Anita Sarkeesian says the, his gospel truth. Yeah. And the same thing goes for the other side. Whatever the angry atheist or Thunderfoot or, um, you know, uh, although Thunderfoot much less now, especially now that he's become an anti-Trump. I'm, I'm seeing a lot more pushback on him. Really? Yeah. Actually, he's doing a lot of videos that are anti-Trump. I don't know if you've seen this. And he's tweeting a lot that's anti-Trump. It's actually really interesting to see a pushback from his audience because his audience, I think, is sort of, in, sort of that, on that right in that yeah. right side. Yeah. Um, and his videos are really like the safe space video he did on Trump is actually really funny. Um, but uh, Milo's one of those people. You yeah, know, like right. there's yeah. just these people that no matter what they do. It's the problem with a cult of personality. You can't personality. say anything about it. And it's yeah. like, man, you know, these are just people. When I was talking to Kara Santa Maria last episode, I was like, you know, I really respect Sam Harris. But, you know, you can't you can't tweet this thing out without any proof that some troll said something and then come back and double down on it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. It just feels disingenuous, and I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend Sam's position there. That's a silly position, and so I feel like throughout this thing, you've just got to be intellectually honest and be willing to say, you know, no, man, fucking call your friends out on their bullshit. Also, call your heroes out on their bullshit too. That's important. Interesting. This American Life, I guess it's episode six hundred three that tells the story of the Boomba. And like, yeah, I, I love this American Life. Yeah. I will check this I'm out. Check Maybe this on out. my drive home. Yeah, this is great. listen to this. We got a message from Tim, and Tim sent a very oh. heartfelt message to us uh, about sort of how Cogdis and scathing sort of touched his life. And uh, and I don't want to read the message, um, but it's very I, personal. It's very personal, but it's it's it, it really touched me. And and we're glad, you know, 
it, it, it's it, tough times are tough times, and we really do. Our heart goes out to you, but you know, just anything that we did, I'm I'm just blown away that we could do anything in that situation. Uh, but yeah. I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I, I got to say, Tim, you know, my my heart goes out to you. I'm glad that any of the craziness and the dick jokes and whatever it is yeah. that we put out is going to work. That, it, for that you. it meant something to yeah. you and it meant something to your son. Um, it you know it warmed my heart, and I'm glad that you were able to have that point of connection. We got a message from Elvis, and Elvis sent us a uh, a uh, Game of Thrones checkerboard. I, I don't. It. Is he going to castle here? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> so uh, it's an upper decker. It's a little. No, it's a little. Li- it's one of those chess moves. They don't use it very yeah. often. Yeah, a lot it's of people a call Kasparov it cheating. Yeah, right, in yeah. his book or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a person. It just sounded it Russian. Sounds so Russian as fuck, it. dude. I thought it I'd sounds say Russian it. as fuck. So I want to play a clip. This is from uh, this is from episode eighty. Oh uh, God! Tom played. Tom said this out loud, and uh, and so we're just going to play it. This is from Thurston. If you really want to have children, um, then fuck your mom. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Maybe what it'll that, do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and we also got a message. We're going to put a put a link to this on this episode show notes. This is from Jeff. And he sent us a message, uh, and it, it's got a it's got a recipe of for okay. First off, it's a pie. Secondly, it's an eggnog pie. Third, it's a fucking no bake pie. There's nothing more grotesque than eggnog Ugh. other than solid eggnog. Dude, I cannot imagine chewing on eggnog. If you had, because you were in prison or uh, uh, there's a post-apocalyptic world where the only food item you could find was eggnog. If you had to choke down an eggnog just for its caloric content to stay alive, first, I'm still not sure I'd do it. I'm not sure I'd want to live that much. I would probably cut out my own tongue and eat that. I I feel like I would be down to just a head before that happened. Like I would just consume the entirety of myself like a fucking Ouroboros before I would get to the eggnog stage. Choking on your own leg. Oh, God. But the notion of chewing on eggnog, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. I'd rather have a fucking no-bake semen pie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, you might as well have a booger pie. It's just just, a gross, nasty mucus pie. God that would look, look at it. Look at it. It's fucking. Uh, it's, it's look at the yellow. Ugh. I know. It's like it. It's zit mucus yellow. That's exactly the color. God, that's what are so the ingredients? Dis- horror, shame. It looks. It looks. Horrifying. It looks literally it looks, like the worst. It thing. looks horrifying. I'd rather be waterboarded yeah. than, <laughs> than eat that. I'd rather Tom be waterboarded. <laughs> than eat that. God. And you know what they show it served with? A glass of eggnog right next to yeah, it. Yeah, nothing. You, there's there's really <laughs> nothing to choke Tom. down. You really can't choke down eggnog without choking down some extra eggnog. God damn. So next week, it's our hope to have Thomas from Thomas and the Bible on, yeah. as well as Atheistically Speaking, which is maybe going to be rebranded soon, so we'll figure that out in the future. No, it's, he, oh, announced right. he announced it. He announced it to his, uh, to his peeps. All right. Um, it's to patrons now, but by that by the time by, it, this, by this time, time it's it'll, everybody. Be, it'll be everybody. The whole world knows. We might have at this point too. I don't know if it if it releases or not by Monday, but we were on an episode of Atheistically Speaking, his 300 episode. He had us on. We talk about free speech issues, so if that's something that interests you, you if you want to hear two guys who are pretty uninformed talk about <laughs> speech issues, you can listen to the Atheistically Speaking. Supposedly his 300 episode, though, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It There's does. Gonna, it's some really great. great people. I'm anxious to hear it. He's got a ton of people from all across the spectrum coming on, um, and so it should be pretty interesting. Uh, I've been told I was on the spectrum before, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
Well, I was thinking across the spectrum in the sense that you're the whitest and Ishmael's the blackest. <laughs> and if you just there's very gradations true. in there. I don't they don't get um, much whiter yeah. than this. <laughs> but uh but it should be pretty good. We uh and we are also hoping to guest on opening arguments to talk about again the same sort of issue. Um uh, if you're interested in hearing two guys again who don't know anything, <laughs> I feel talk like about they are, or they wouldn't be listening stuff. to this show. Law talky stuff will be on that show with <laughs> law talkers, but uh, but we're gonna be on a couple of different a uh, couple of different shows coming up, and we're also gonna have Thomas on our show to talk about. Uh, you know, he finally finished the Bible and the rebranding of atheistically speaking, and of course, Thomas is gonna do a story with us and hang out and have. I fun. hope he reads it. So yeah. Don't, don't get your hopes up. So uh, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we are going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double-bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain-dead pan, sales pitch, late-night info-docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.